contract killings, murderers released early from prison, and fear Martin Luther King's killer could be back on the streets. All for the right price, because prisoners had the money to pay. Traced to a corrupt governor's administration, one of Tennessee's most notorious scandals is also one of its best-kept secrets. Until now. This is a WVLT Originals, a Tennessee waltz, Ray Blanton's Last Dance. Hi, I'm Brittany Tarwater. In this episode, more than 50 prisoners, many of them murderers, released in the middle of the night. As Governor Ray Blanton promises more are on the way. Now concerns that Memphis's most famous killer could be set free. A secret plan goes in place to stop it. Inauguration is set for January the 20th. The week of Lamar Alexander's inauguration, scheduled for Saturday, January 20th, 1979, word circulated that Governor Blanton had intentions to release dangerous prisoners at the center of the parole for pay scandal. Whispers spread that Monday that top Republicans and Democrats thought Alexander should be sworn in early to stop it. And it was that night that Governor Blanton drove down to the Capitol, seven o'clock at night, called in the Secretary of State and pardoned 52 people or issued commutations, including Roger Humphreys, many of whom the FBI believed had paid cash for their release. With only four days left in office, Blanton stunned the state with a middle of the night announcement that he had granted executive clemency to another 52 prisoners, including 26 murderers. His 99-year sentence for first-degree murder, commuted by Governor Ray Blanton. Paperwork had been signed that night um, in an extraordinary uh, after-hours signing session in the governor's office. Earlier in the day, they had prepared commutation papers for 33 inmates serving time in Tennessee prisons. The papers awaited only the governor's signature. It was a surprising move. I mean, he did this at midnight. I mean, it went national. In one of his last acts as governor of Tennessee, Ray Blanton, a target of a federal investigation of an alleged parole selling scheme, has cut the sentences of a number of murderers and other convicts. A lot of these folks have been convicted of serious crimes, murder, rape, in some cases, multiple murders. 34 were granted without the approval of the Pardons and Paroles Board. Incoming Governor Lamar Alexander called the pardon sickening and said Blanton's latest actions were a disgrace to the office. That's when, you know, the stuff on these board of, of pardons and paroles go, no, no, they can't, they, they can't do that. But by gosh, they did. The most controversial of the latest group of prisoners to be freed is Roger Humphreys, the son of a former Blanton patronage chief. My gut reaction to the Humphreys release was that it was sickening that uh, it was disgraceful to the office of governor and, and uh, contemptuous to the people of the state. Both father and son say they want the murderer of Susan Garrett Humphreys to serve the prison time meted out by the jury that convicted him. Governor Blanton said he could look our uh, family in the eye and say there was nothing wrong with, uh, with what he was doing, mm -hmm. and, and I'd like him to. It was amazing. It was amazing. Nobody ever thought that he'd do that go that far. Acting on the excuse of relieving overcrowded conditions in the prisons, to pardon and commute the sentences of over 50 inmates earlier this week, especially Roger Humphreys. It was like tossing 
a match and a can of gasoline to this scandal. It looked like he might have done that because he thought I might take office early and he was obligated to let some of those people out. Did you sign any papers tonight? Sure did. How many? I would guess about 52. Commutation papers? Part of them are pardons, part of them are commutations, and part of them were time-served cuts. It was close to his, the end of his term, and the governor just had the gall not only to do that, but to announce it, to let it be known. Half hour after Governor Blanton began reviewing commutation papers, Secretary of State Gentry Crowell arrived at the Capitol. He told me that the governor had called him at home and asked him to come to Capitol Hill because he planned to sign some papers. Blanton could, if he so chose, uh, let a whole bunch of people out of prison for all the wrong reasons. So I'd asked the State Attorney General, Bill Leach, I said, tell me what the Constitution says about pardons. Can they be revoked? He said, no, once they're done, they're done. The governor has the absolute authority. And I said, could he empty the entire prison? He said, yes. Blanton was considering other unapproved releases. Five of those possibilities involved inmates who are being investigated by federal authorities in connection with the alleged clemency buying scandal. On Tuesday, it all blew up. And uh, still, I was hoping it went away. And he says he is not through yet. I don't want to discuss cases with you. They'll be on record and they'll be on file. There were more clemencies coming. There were more uh, questionable acts out of this governor's office. What are you going to be doing? Um, tending to a little work. With your legal counsel and C. Mary Henderson, are you going to be signing any commutations tonight? Well, that remains to be seen. Blanton's attorney, uh, Robert Lillard, announced that the governor was planning to pardon more people, including one big name, he said. There's a promise of really big payday. There's a real big commutation they're going to ask for. Some people speculated that might be James Earl Ray, who is in prison for killing Martin Luther King. Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. I just want to do God's will. America is shocked and saddened by the brutal slaying tonight of Dr. Martin Luther King. They had good reason to worry James Earl Ray could be set free. Part of the FBI's investigation was with an undercover informant in a Memphis motel room with Blanton bodyguard and Tennessee Highway Patrol Lieutenant Fred Taylor, seeing how far they were willing to go. It was an incredible conversation, if you listen to the tape. Uh, I mean, how much money would this one cost and how much money would that one cost? They took a break and smoked a cigarette and outside said, all right, let's see how far we can push him. Let's see how far these guys will go. Who is the baddest person in our state prison? Let's ask him about James Earl Ray, who kills Martin Luther King. How much would it cost to get Ray out? And uh, Trooper kind of taken aback by that, and he said something to the effect of, damn, that's a hot one. Now, I don't know if the governor can commute his sentence, but maybe for $75,000 we could arrange for an escape. 
And you know, that shows you how far they would go. Nobody doubted that something got to be done. Governor Ray Blanton was intending to commute the sentences or pardon persons who were the target of the federal investigation. The day that all this came together, if you will, was, uh, was January 17th. Governor Blanton was about to release from custody some prisoners who were the subject of a federal grand jury investigation that is taking place now. And I got to work early. I was just walking the hallways thinking about this case because it was not only on my mind, it was a national issue, it was, just an, it was an embarrassment, it was, a, it was a scandal, it was just like we were spinning out of control. With time working against them, U.S. Attorney Hal Hardin sat in his office with FBI agents who told him there was a new list of inmates who were willing to pay or had already paid for their release whose clemency papers were being drawn up. He said, look, he says he's got 13 uh, commutations and pardons that are, are, are being typed up, getting ready to go. And he's going, he's going to sign those very quickly. And some of them, one or two of them, had were subjects that we were investigating. We're coming down to the wire at the end of the administration for Blanton. He's already issued a bunch of these commutations. Now the word is he's going to do some more. Blanton was considering other unapproved releases. Five of those possibilities involved inmates who are being investigated by federal authorities. It developed that James O'Reilly, you know, was not, but, but, but people didn't know that he wasn't involved. He could have been, and he had tried to escape once before. That infamous escape was with notorious bank robber Larry Hacker, a man Agent Knudsen had chased for years and even had a near deadly confrontation with him and his gang. They had the firepower and sat there and talked about whether they were going to shoot us through the door. We dealt with people um, who had killed other people, so they were dangerous. Hardin and the FBI got word that the big name set to be released was not James Earl Ray but Larry Hacker with a $50,000 price tag for freedom. The FBI believed Siskin Taylor agreed it would be too risky to ask the Pardon and Paroles Board to approve his release, so instead requested a blank commutation form and had the governor's appointment secretary, Kenneth Lavender, sign Ray Blanton's name on the signature line. Taylor was allegedly overheard saying, we're working seven or eight deals like this but it could be as many as 30 who get out. With Governor Blanton's promise to pardon at least six other inmates before he leaves office Saturday, there is most likely going to be a lot more reaction. With just three days until Inauguration Day, they all knew the papers could be signed at any moment. And so that's when we go, <laughs> hey, I've got to get this stopped. Uh, we don't need more people out there being commuted. How sure? are you and how sure is the FBI about everything that you're telling me? And he said, I'm absolutely sure and we're absolutely sure. I said, okay. And he uh, got up to leave and he said, and what the hell are you going to do about it? And I said, you don't want to know. The FBI has filed affidavits for the federal grand jury saying that Governor Ray Blanton either had knowledge of or participated in a scheme in the governor's office to sell pardons to state prisoners. Decided that I was just going to call Lamar. 
The call was urging the incoming governor to consider taking office three days early, their best chance to stop dangerous criminals from paying to get back on the streets. What I thought was, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. That's not the way we do things in our country. I mean, we're not a banana republic. We don't have coups. You know, uh, the most unique thing about our country, uh, about our democracy in many ways, is the peaceful transfer of power with grace from one party to another. That's the way our country works. I've never heard of, of a newly elected person just taking office. I can't do that. Under no circumstances could I, was I eligible to take office until midnight last night, and, and all of the deeds had been done by that. It just progressed until the time that, you know, we decided we had to do something about it. And so I set about spending the entire afternoon trying to think about how can we accomplish this coup in a way that's most appropriate, what's never been done before in our country so far as I know. Coming up, a day of secret meetings to stop a new list of murderers from getting set free that night. A coup could end the scandal for good or bring even more trouble to Tennessee. Blanton was considering other unapproved releases. Time is, is running out. We don't have any time. We, we got to do this. This is the kind of thing where 50 things can go wrong and 49 of them probably will. The first Tennessee governor ever to be stripped of his powers. God help us if we're wrong in what we're doing here. I'm ashamed for the state of Tennessee for this action today. Do you have questions, your own memories or stories from this time in Tennessee history that you'd like to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. Go to WVLT.TV to send them our way.